But let's go to Proverbs 1. Now, if you haven't listened to the two that I have already done, I will post the links to them in the group and please listen to them because they give us the introduction on some things. I talked about uh, the scripture, if any of you lack wisdom, and I, I highlighted the word lack. Uh, and I said that until you recognize you don't have the wisdom you need yet, you're never going to look for it and you're never going to go to God for it. As long as you already feel you've got what you need, you're going to rely on your own understanding and your own wisdom. And you're going to think, well, that's the wisdom of God. You have to come to a place where you recognize I don't have it. And no matter how grown up as a Christian, no matter how long you've been a Christian, there is always a seeking and a pressing on for more wisdom and more understanding. Okay. And then I talked about in the second session uh, that I did up there, what uh, the different types of wisdom, uh, the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of this age, uh, and my, do not be wise in your own eyes. And then the wisdom of God. And, 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 uh, and one of the things I said in that session, and I'll say that this here, just to, as part of our introduction, you know, very often in life, you can't see what's out ahead. I, I, I'm sure you've all seen the illustrations, uh, and it's, they use it in the natural as well, like, you know, like someone in a forest, and all they can see is the trees. And they say, come up higher, get a higher view. There's an interesting scripture in Job, where it talks about, um, it talks about in this, uh, where does wisdom come from and stuff, and then it talks about even the birds of the air. And when you think about the birds of the air, they're higher than us, they can see further. And, but you know what, even the birds of the air have a limited vision. Now, what are the birds of the air? They, that can be the advice of the other, other people. That can be people who can see a perspective you can't see. But that passage then goes on to say, but the Lord God, he sees to the ends of the earth because he can see the full distance. And the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of the, thereof is the way of death. In other words, the way that looks right to you right now, but when you put together your mind, your emotions, everything you know, even the advice other people are giving you and you put together the sum total of all you've got, that way seems right. You think, right, that's the way to go. And you can't see the end. Only the Lord who is above the birds sees to the end of the earth and he can see the end of that path and you'll say, no, don't go that one. Or take a right, take a left. And, he, and that's why we've got to learn to rely on the wisdom of God. And this is vital. And we're going to know how to tap into it. So which, and we're going to, there's so much I want to talk about regarding this. But let's start in Proverbs 1. And I'm going to talk about, uh, and let me read the verse, then I'll give it to you. Proverbs 1, uh, just verse 5 and then verse 7, says, A wise man will hear and increase learning. A wise man will hear and increase learning. Okay, so in some translations, I think the NRV says a wise man will listen. A wise man will what? Listen. listen. Now, this is this is right at the book of the beginning of the book of Proverbs. This is one one of the first things, if not the first thing, we are told about the wisdom in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Now, the whole Bible is the wisdom of God, but you know, Proverbs is, is, is a specific focus on wisdom. What, what, what's the primary characteristic that we have got to get a hold of regarding wisdom? Listen, hear. Now, this is not a truth to minimize and think, oh, I've heard about hearing before. Yeah, faith comes by hearing. Yeah, I know Jesus said, have ears to hear. Yeah, and I know all there is about hearing. No, hear, listen to what I'm going to say. Because you need to understand this, listening determines whether you are on the right path or the wrong path. If you listen to the wrong thing, 
You will go astray and you will end up on the wrong path and you can end up missing God's best for you. I'm going to show you some scripture on this. Do you know that reaching God's best is not automatic? It's not just automatically going to happen by itself. Okay, you listen to the wrong thing, you yield to the wrong thing. Now, when I say listen, I'm not just talking about listening to other people and external things. I'm talking about internal things. Not everything that goes on on the inside is coming from God. Do you know, we have our hurts. We have our fears. We have, and, and the enemy plays on these. And if he can get you to listen to the wrong thing, you can make the wrong decision and step right off the path God's got for you and end up in the wrong place. And many are doing this and have done this. Listening is what you listen to or what you're not listening to. What you are paying attention to is the biggest, I believe, the number one reason people get off track and end up in the wrong place. And sometimes God has to bring people around. Sometimes it can take a week or two. Sometimes it can take 40 years. I don't want, I don't want to wait 40 years. Okay, you listen to the wrong thing. You listen, like I said, you listen to your feelings. I'm not saying we are, I'm giving some illustrations. You know, your feelings, your hurts, your discouragements, your fears are things the enemy will play on. And he will sit on your shoulder and feed you things in line with those things. And we have to find the right the right thing to listen to. I'm not going to say voice because God doesn't always speak with a voice, he speaks by the inner witness. And we've got to find out where his peace and where his direction is. Someone says, I don't know what God's saying because there's so many other things going on inside me. I've been there. But if you don't know what the Lord is saying, you need to take the time to find out. Get in his presence, listen before him. See, there are two primary ways to listen to God. One is listen to his word. His written word, and two is listening to the Holy Spirit on the inside, his witness, and his leading and his prompting on the inside. Many people don't know how to tell the difference between what the Lord is saying and their feelings. I'll tell you one thing, what God is saying stays consistent. Your feelings go up and down. You get in God's presence, he'd be saying the same thing. It doesn't change day to day. The enemy will feed things that change. And, 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 some, and it doesn't mean he won't try to feed the same thing over time. But you've got to learn to distinguish and know what he is saying. Do you know what? With Adam and Eve, all the way back in the garden, what is it that caused humanity to get off track? People say, well, they ate the apple. No, they ate the apple was the action. It was the fruit. What caused them to eat the apple? They listened to something else besides what the Lord was saying. God had given them the directive. Now, if you don't know the directive, you're going to be a lot easier to get off track. See, it's one thing. People know what God said. Sometimes people are not sure. They don't know what God said. You're a lot easier for the, for the enemy to get off track. We've got to get a to be a people that are solid and established and secure in what the Lord is saying. And we hold the path. Because the enemy will try to get you off that path. And you can end up missing what he has for you without listening, because you're not listening. Because you're listening to something else. That's what the enemy did with Adam and Eve. He came in there and he began to, to speak out other words besides what the Lord was saying. 
Now this this goes this 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 goes this you see this all the way through the scriptures. There are other examples of this. In fact, let's look at a couple of them. You don't mind if we, we just jump wherever we need to go, do you? Listen, 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 look at this. Proverbs chapter 19. We jump wherever we like. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'm jumping where the Lord's leading. Okay. Now, one of the things you've got to do, if you're going to listen to the Lord and walk the path he has for you, is you've got to prioritize his will above your own desires. Your desires can sometimes pull you off track. I want, I want. Now, I'm not saying God won't give you the desires of your heart, but sometimes you have to listen all the time. You've got to listen to him. And sometimes, sometimes he might say, this is what I'm saying. You know, but my desire, I want this. He said, this is what I'm saying. Now, you've got to begin to realize God will never lead you wrong. He will never lead you in a way that's going to hurt you. He, has your, he loves you absolutely. And he will never put you on a path that's to your harm, even if it looks like it's to your harm and to your, uh, and to your detriment. If it's him, it won't be wrong. But you have to be willing to say, I want the will of God. I want what he says above anything else in my life. You hold to things that are priority to you, you will end up listening to those things and getting off track. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. God has got good things for us. God wants to. Very often, sometimes God will say, listen to me. And when you listen to him, then he will bring a way to bring that desire to you because you were willing to listen to him about the desire. Amen. Amen. Look at this. Let's look at some scriptures. Proverbs 19, verse 27. Cease listening. What does it mean, cease listening? Stop listening. Now, this is not an instruction. This is advice. It's not telling you to stop listen. It says what will happen when you stop listening. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray. Yeah. Now, instruction, there can be teaching of the word. Sometimes people don't want to listen to the teaching of the word. We were talking about that this morning. Sometimes people say, oh, we've had so much teaching. And I said to them, there is never a place in the Bible where it says you no longer need to listen to teaching. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. Someone being a Christian preaching the word for 60 years, they still need to listen to teaching and instruction. But the enemy uses this inside of people to begin to think, oh, I've heard enough teaching. I need something else now. You cease listening to instruction. You go down the wrong path. You will stray. And that's what this is. This is part of the wisdom of God. Cease listening to instruction. We can just say cease listening. If, if you stop listening, what will happen? You will stray. You'll go off the, of course, you'll go off the path. Listen, not listening to what God is saying, but instead listening to other things, I am convinced is the biggest reason people are getting off track and they end up missing out on what God has for them. Now, the goodness, grace, and mercy of God can help us get back on track if you've gone off track because he's, he's an amazing father. But we don't want to get on the wrong track, do we? Look at another one, 1 Timothy. Is this all right for you today? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't quite, I was going to teach this really nice and gentle, but there's a bit of fire on me there. <laughs> when it comes from God, yeah, holy fire. <laughs> we want holy fire. More holy fire. 1 Timothy 4. 
Now, the Spirit expressly says, this is not just saying God is saying this. What does it mean expressly says? That means he's putting this in bold, he's underlining it, and he's putting it in capitals. Yeah? He is saying this with emphasis. Now, there are many things he says, but if he's saying this with emphasis, we should listen with emphasis. This is important. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, anyone think we're in those? What's going to happen? What's going to happen in the latter times? Some will depart. What does it mean to depart? You get off track. That's the track. You depart from it. That's where he wants you. You move off. You move. You move off course. You depart. Not everyone who departs is listening to God. You make sure if you're departing, you're departing because God told you, not because your feelings told you. The enemy will use offense, he'll use your emotions, he will use pain, he'll use discouragement, he will use your opinions. If those are not submitted to the will of the Lord. He'll use your fears. He'll use anything, let me put it to you this way, the enemy will use anything inside of you he can that you have not brought to submission to Jesus Christ in your life. You poke that until he gets you off track. <laughs> I never said it quite, I didn't even think it quite like that before. I might want to write that statement down. He'll use anything in your life, in your desires, in your emotions, in your mind, in your opinions, anything in you that's not submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and to his will. That is why we have to come to the place where we are willing to say everything in me for your will, Lord. Yes, everything in me. Amen. No other way but your will. Now, you can say that without fear. Someone says, I don't want to say that because it might mean I, have to, I lose out on something. My word, you don't know the goodness and character of God if you think that. Somebody's wavering now. <laughs> I mean, it just I, I, let me give an illustration in money terms. And I, I'm not just trying to preach money or whatever, but you know, if God says, give up 10 pounds, and I'm not saying giving, we're not about to take an offering. I'm just trying to illustrate some of something of value. Give up 10 pounds. Oh, oh no, but Lord, that's my 10 pounds. And you don't know that when you step onto the path he has you, he's got 150,000 pounds for you. you and, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to illustrate money, I'm just saying value wise, yeah? Remember, remember, Jesus talked about a man who was who found a treasure in a field, and it said he went and sold everything he's got because he valued what was in that field, and he bought that field because he realized it's more valuable. Everything he had included things that he had valued up until that time, but he said, "I'll let go of all of it because I value what's in the field." When you begin to realize. That the things God has for you are of the highest value and there is nothing of any more value, no desire you've ever held on to. You'll not be afraid to let go of that desire and say, I want the will of the Lord. Because you will be amazed he'll either, either give you better than that desire or he will still give you that desire. Remember, remember Solomon said, I want wisdom. He valued wisdom and God said, I'll give you the other things you didn't ask for too. When you value the right thing and you hold that priority, God will give you 
incredible things. But if you are afraid to let go, if you're, if you're going to hold on to it because it's more important, then you're going to listen to that instead of God. And you'll get off track. And notice this, some will, in the, the Spirit says with emphasis, expressly says, in the latter times, some are going to depart. They're going to move off track. Why? That says from the faith, but why? What causes them to move off track? The next, the next words are giving heed to, or you could say paying attention to. Does it, isn't that very similar to listening to? It's what they're beginning to let's speak to them. And in this case, deceiving spirits, deception is something speaking lies to you. And deceiving spirits, doctrine of demons, verse 2, speaking lies. There it is, speaking. It's what they're listening to. What's causing them to go off track? What's taking them off the path God has for them down a different route? Now, I want to tell you this. God's path is the best path. Do you think the enemy's got a good one for you? He will dangle it and trick you down that path, saying it's the best path, is wonderful things. Oh, you have no idea how wonderful it's going to be down there. And when you're on that path, you have no idea the destruction that's on it. I'm, I, I'm not trying to preach this harsh. I, re I really, I want it to be tender and loving. And oh, today, and I really am on the inside. This isn't. I'm not trying to preach this harsh, but but there, there's a fire in me to preach this. We want to be on the right path. We want to be submitted to His will. We want to prioritize and say what you want, Lord. And I don't know about you. And I was praying this on my way down on the car because I reminded something that we talked about on Zoom a year or two ago. It might even before you guys came along. When God said, reminded me of the song, "Though none go with me, yet I will follow." You know, remember that song? I've decided to follow Jesus, even if no one else will go down that path. I'll go it alone. I don't want to go it alone. I'd love you with me, but but I'll go it alone. That's the path I'm going to walk. Me too. <laughs> We're not going alone. Me too. <laughs> Me three. Me there you go. I see those hands. Amen. Amen. <laughs> multiple hands, multiple feet. Put the whole lot up. All my toes, everything. My head, my hair. I'll, I'll put it all up in there. So, because I'm at that place in my life. I don't want anything but the will of God. I've made that consecration in my life before, but I've made it afresh. And I've meant it to a depth I've never meant it to before. I don't care what I have to let go of. I don't care what I have to move on from. I don't care anymore. I want one thing for my life, and that's the will of God. And I only want to listen to the path that he says. Amen. Amen. How about you? I've listened to my flesh too many times. I've listened to other things too many times. And I know there's times it's gotten me off track. Yeah, the preacher can get off track too. <laughs> okay. But you know what? If you value the path of God more than anything, then nothing else will hold the value to you. And the enemy will not be able to use those things to pull you off path. Giving heed, paying attention to what they're listening. What's it going to cause? They're going to get off track. I don't want to do that, do you? Adam and Eve listen to the wrong thing. Do you know, there's other people in the Bible that listen to the wrong thing. They wouldn't go to the go, go with the will of God. I mean, Jonah's an example. Mm -hmm. yeah. He ended up in the wrong place. Abraham did it one time. Yeah, you can listen to circumstances. Remember, God, God in Genesis 12, God said to Abraham, go to, go to the land. Go to the land that I've told you, that I will show you. 
didn't take long for him to get to the land. I think it was verse one, two, and three. God said, I'll bless you. I'll, I'll give you the land. I think it was like around verse four, five, or six, something like that. It says, Abraham got to the land. God said, this is the land. He's now where God's told him to be. You know what happens next? The Bible says there's famine in the land. And it says, Abraham departed and went down to Egypt. Where's the leading of the spirit? Where's God saying, go down to Egypt? It wasn't there. Abraham wanted right off track. What led him there? The famine. Yeah. Someone said, well, maybe, God, maybe, maybe the famine was God leading. No, because God would have blessed him in the famine. God knew there was a famine when he went to the land. God, if God knew there was a famine, and he did because he's God and he knows everything, God would have said, Abraham, I'm eventually going to take you to the land, but I need to detour you to Egypt first, and then we'll get to the land. That's what God would have said. But God took him to the land, and there was no instruction to leave. He blessed Isaac in the famine. In fact, I believe Isaac learned to get it right because he heard of daddy's story of how he got off track. And when the famine came another time in Isaac's life, God said, stay in the land. I bless you here. And he did it. He listened. He stayed. And then God gave him a hundredfold. A lot of people say, oh, I want God to give me a hundredfold. Yeah, but are you listening? Because I was all about sowing. He sowed after he listened. I might just run around the building. Is that all right? I'm going to get some of this fire off me. If I disappear off camera, it's because I'm just running around the neighborhood. Going, Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but we need, we, need, we need to value listening. Now, let's go back to Proverbs 1. So what does a wise man do? A wise man will listen. A wise man will hear. A wise man prioritizes listening. There's too many in the body of Christ following their own ideas. I said, we were, talk we're talking about it this morning. I said, you know, you know, God's we've, we've been built into a, into a temple for the Lord. We're living stones. And, and I've never quite thought of it like this before, but I thought, God, you know, can you imagine the challenge God has building a building with living stones? I mean, it's great building a, building a wall and the, and the bricks stay in place. But you can imagine God takes a whole day building a wall and he doesn't go to sleep. But, you know, he goes, goes he says, okay, that's it. I'm going to rest now. And <clears throat> comes back the next day. And all the living stones have jumped off the wall. No, I don't want to be in that position. I want to be in this position. No, I don't even want to be in the wall. I'm going to go and hang out over here. People say, why is it taking 2,000 years? Because we're living stones. We keep jumping off the wall. <laughs> We're living sacrifices. It's all going well when the sacrifice is living. You start the fire, the, the, the sacrifice jumps off the fire. I want to be on the fire. Because you're putting, get a you're living sacrifice. No, 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 Lord. See, God's got to work with people who have their own will and their own desires. But he's looking for people who submit their will to his will. Because now he can begin to do what he wants to do. He wants, when he puts a living stone in position, it stays in position Amen. and jump off the wall. Amen. And you get the temple built. Now he's going to get the temple built. But a wise man will hear and increase learning. Notice verse 7. <coughs> Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We'll teach on that maybe at some point. But fools 
despise wisdom and instruction. Now, instruction is, what, is similar to what he said in verse 5. A wise man will hear and increase learning. They're taking aboard instruction. Instruction can mean teaching, but it can also mean God's leading. And God says, do this. That's an instruction, isn't it? What does a fool do to instruction? What does a fool do when wisdom comes? God's wisdom speaks. What does a fool do? He's not going to listen to it. He, dis he despises it. Do you know what it is to despise? It means to treat something with a lower value than it's worth. To not value it. You've got to value the instruction God's giving you as a priority. If you value something else above what he's saying, you will despise his wisdom and follow what you're valuing. What's got to be primary value? I want your wisdom. I want your instruction. Someone, someone says, I don't know what his instruction is. Then get in his presence and don't leave there until you find out. Yeah. So, oh, well, I don't have time for that. You know, my well, there's your priority. You're valuing your time and your flesh above getting in God's presence. <laughs> I would apologize for saying it like that, but I just ain't going to. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's true, isn't it? If you value your flesh's desires above getting on your face before the presence of God until you know what he's saying, someone says, but, but I tried to pray and I didn't hear him, then stay in prayer. And you, someone says, how long do I stay? 30 days if you got to. As long as it takes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. There's your problem. You're valuing your time above getting in his presence. This is why you don't know what he's saying. And you end up in a fog and a confusion and clouded. And well, if the Lord wants to speak to me, he'll speak to me. That's not how the Bible says it. Yeah. You go to Proverbs 2. It says, if you want wisdom, you search for it like hidden treasure. Yeah. You dig for it. You get hungry for it. You get passionate for it. You say, I want this. I value this. He says, value it above all else. But fools despise it. It doesn't have the value to them. Something else is more valuable. So they, they end up on the wrong track. They won't listen. Do we need, what, do we, what, do we, what, do we, what do we want? We want to listen. We want to pay attention. We want to hear what he is saying. Do you know, if you, if you look in, in fact, let's do this. Let's do this. I've read Proverbs 1. Let me just find where this is in my notes quickly. I haven't preached my notes even remotely in order, but, you know, I changed the order before I, before I preached it, and I still didn't end up getting it in the order I was going to preach it. Do you know, the book of Proverbs, this, what I'm teaching right now, is one of the biggest emphasis of about the first eight, maybe nine chapters of the book of Proverbs. Let me show you. Let me show you. Listen, to, watch this. We've already read Proverbs 1, verse 5, and then verse 7. A wise man will hear. Look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. <coughs> My son... Hear, do what? Hear. hear the instruction of your father. Not just your natural father, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a problem with, with that, listening to your parents. But, 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 but my heavenly father's instruction is more important. It's the highest instruction. Okay. If people jump over this and they don't think this is, oh, well, let's get to the next bit where wisdom. No, this, this is the repetition of what he keeps saying. Look at verse 20. And I might even be missing some of them. I'm just illustrating how... 
deep, deep, this is built into these chapters. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Wisdom calls aloud. Sorry, does what? She raises her voice. What's she doing? Wisdom is speaking. Wisdom is saying something. Not just man's wisdom, God's wisdom. How, how, how does that wisdom come? He's just told you there. Speaking, his voice. He is saying something. She, verse 21, she cries out in the chief concourses at the opening of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. The question is, are you listening? Are you listening? Verse 23, turn at my rebuke. What, what is a rebuke? Telling you off, get off there. <laughs> but, it, but is it an instruction? It is. You know, God's rebuke is never to harm you. Do you know, God's correction is not designed to hurt you. People despise correction. You know what? When I was at school, and I, I, I'm going to bring it down to elementary level, and, 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 and my teacher gave me sums to do in maths class, you know, like a little test, two plus two. And I wrote five next to it. And then I took it to the teacher going, oh, go to my wife. And the teacher puts a big X next to it. It's not because the teacher hates me. No. It's because I'm getting it wrong. And the teacher wants me to get it right. So the correction is designed to help me get it right. How many of you drive a car? Does that car need constant correction on the road? Yeah, of course. Then take your hand off the steering wheel. I don't care how good the tracking and the wheel alignment or whatever else affects it is. You're still going to, you might little hit a little stone, a little bump. You can get pulled off track. Now, if you don't correct the car, what's going to happen? Crash. So the correction is good. Keeps you on the right path. Turn at my rebuke. How do you think the rebuke comes from wisdom? Well, this is verse 23. What's it already said in verse 20, 21? She raises her voice, speaks her words. It might be through the word. It can even come through a preacher and a teacher. We're told in Timothy, preach the word. And he's just told us a verse before. The word brings instruction, but also correction and rebuke. In fact, he then says it again, rebuke. It's not a, you know, you're trying to harm people when you rebuke with the word. This rebuke and what I'm teaching today, I mean, hey, I'll get a rebuke out because I don't have a problem. But what does he say when the rebuke comes? Turn. Why? Now, think about what I just said a moment ago. Why do you need correction? So you can turn away right away. Because you've got off track. Yeah. What are we talking about? What was I talking about earlier? Staying on the right path. What gets you off the path? Not listening. Once you're off the path, you need a rebuke. You need correction. And then what do you do when that comes? Turn. Turn where? Just jump in a circle and turn? No. Turn back onto the path. Get back to where you stop listening and where you listen to the wrong things. Turn at my rebuke. Oh, I love this. Surely... I will pour out my spirit on you. What a beautiful promise. Yeah. I'll pour out my spirit upon you when you're getting back onto that track. I'll make my words known to you. I'll open up what I'm saying. I love it. Verse 24, because I have called and you have refused. What's that? I wouldn't listen. 
do you see how big this is? We're still in, we're still in chapter one. I'm going to go th jump through a few verses here. Verse 25, because you disdained all my counsel. What's counsel? What I'm saying? Just stay here, but Psalm 1. Anyone know Psalm 1? Blessed is the man who does not walk in. The counsel. The counsel. Now, there's other thing. The counsel of the wicked or the ungodly. I can't remember which one. I think that's the first thing on the list as well. See, there's other things they're going to try to get you to listen. If you listen to the wrong thing, do you realize the blessing, your blessing is connected to what you're listening to? Blessed is the man who does not listen to that counsel, the wrong counsel. I'll go down that route right now. Uh, we could go verse 29, 30, 31, and you talk about some other things. They hated knowledge, but the key problem here is they wouldn't listen. That's the, this is the whole first chapter of Proverbs. The biggest lesson out of, that pro, out of that entire chapter is they either listen or didn't listen. Let's keep going. Verse 33, whoever listens to me, and that's wisdom speaking, by the way, which would be God. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. What did I say? People are afraid to give up a sacrifice. They're afraid, oh, I can't let go of this. I can't let go. What, what, what he says, when you listen, you be secure. You don't need to fear something. I don't need to, to be afraid on the path that I'm on. Mm. Chapter two, how does it continue? My son, if you receive my words. What's that? What I'm saying, what not me, so what we're reading this is the, the, the wisdom of God. So, what is he saying again? You've got to receive what he's saying. Listen is another way of saying it, and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear. Do you see the rep repetition of this truth? I'm reading this, do you see this? I could say, Go and read it yourself, but we're going to do it, yeah. Climb your ear. Verse 4. Hear. So, so chapter 4, verse 1. I've jumped to chapter here. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. Do what, sorry? How does chapter 4, verse 1 start? Hear. Hear. Listen. Give attention to no understanding. Why do you think Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, which we started on, says a wise man will listen? And then he spends chapter, the, loads of chapters of Proverbs emphasizing the same truth. There are too many Christians that are not value listening and hearing. Yeah. Verse 4, chapter 4, verse 4. He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. That's what I'm saying. And like I said, the... There's the written word, and then there's what the Holy Spirit's saying to you on the inside. That's all his words. Keep my commands and live. Verse 10, chapter 4, verse 10. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings. Same truth, isn't it? And the years of your life will be many. Does it come with a promise? I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right paths that's what i said a moment ago 
His path for you is always the right one. But you might look at it and think it's the wrong one. Your feelings, your opinions. You might look at it and say, oh, I don't like that path. It's not a path I wanted for myself. There's your problem. You begin to realize his path is the right one. Do you need to be afraid of it? Do you need to fear his path? Do you need to look at it and think, oh, oh, it's, it's so hard to follow the Lord's path. All I have to give up. It's because your value system's wrong. Yeah. The man who gave up everything he had was able to do so because he valued what was in the field. His value system valued that more. If your value system is wrong, you will cling to things and not walk on the right path. I've led you on the right path. Now, if you're not listening to what he's saying, but instead you're listening to something else, what path are you going to be on? His path, the right path, what are all the other paths? You'll end up departing. Then we get to the one many people know and often we quote, but this is said in context of all what we've already read. Proverbs 4 verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. In, there it is again, incline your ear. Now that word incline there, from what I understand, means lean forward and, and really yeah. make sure you're hearing. Incline. It's not just a, oh, I heard a little whisper, oh, well, you know, and go on. It's not a casual listening. Intently. Intently. It is a real pay attention. Stretch. Chapter 5, verse 1. And I'll stop on this. We won't go any, go any further on this, this, but you can read this through. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Pay attention to it. Lend your ear to my understanding. What's the Lord saying? What's the repetitious message here? Is it possible to have the wisdom of God in your life if you won't listen? Not possible. You can think you know lots of things. You can quote lots of scriptures. You can think you know all kinds of principles and truths. But if you ain't listening, you ain't going to be walking in his wisdom. Wisdom can speak to you, but you're not listening to it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be on that path. And this is an enemy. This is an area the enemy is getting a lot of believers in. It is. It's causing so many to go off stray. So many to go off track. Your own way can be the wrong way. There's a way that seems right. Now, if it seems right, it looks good. By everything you put together, oh, that path looks good. I'm going down that one. How did the devil try to get Jesus off track? How did the temptation come? Oh, he offered everything, didn't he? Yeah. But it... It, it, it might have played on desires, but how did it come? The devil spoke it, said it. Might not be audible words. The enemy sits on your shoulder and oh, this, that, the other. And he begins to speak something to you, and it plays on desires inside of you. I'm just checking if there's anything else here because I've, I could go on for a lot. I, I think that's a fair amount. Have you guys got, got, got what I'm trying to say? Is this important? This is important. This is something where we want to say, Father, I want to listen to you above all else. It is life and death. 
this is you you can literally end up on the wrong path for your life and miss out on the best god's got for you happily streaming down a path that you think's great and it seems right to you because you let you were led onto that path by all the wrong things and you don't know it until a further point down that path and that's when you're going to cry out for his mercy and grace and goodness and help. And thank God he is. He's a loving heavenly father. Let's, let's pray. Yeah.